When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. Life is unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Welcome, everybody, to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and it's already shaping up to be a great fifth season. We're semi-back in person. We've gotten to sit down with some incredible artists, and I'm getting to enjoy more drinks than my trademark Topo Chico. That's not to say that I'm breaking up with my beloved Topo, only that I'm considering opening the relationship a little bit. I need to be able to live my truth as a poly beverage man. Uh, Please enjoy this ethically non-monogamous thing responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I went to a bachelorette party at Saddle Ranch and asked one of the bridesmaids if she'd like to be on a podcast with me, and she is... Caitlin, you drink first. <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need a minute? I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm so touched by you bringing non-monogamy into the conversation. <laughs> Look, I need more than just seltzer water now that we're able to share the drinks, but... You know, we have guests today. Our guests are one half of a pop punk band from Sydney, Australia. They formed in 2012, which Nisaya informs me was indeed 10 years ago. And uh, they spent the following decade riding a groundswell of buzz to become one of the most celebrated groups of the post-warp tour scene. They've toured with genre heavyweights, As It Is, State Champs, and Cute Is What We Aim For, and opened for Newfound Glory's Australian tour all before dropping their first full-length album. That album, Skinny Dipping, earned them critical acclaim for its tight, soulful, and assured sound, as well as a spot on Kerrang's Best Bands of 2018 list. 
They're here today to talk all about their latest album, which dropped earlier this year and sees them pushing into deep genre-bending territory while lending a soundtrack to the anxiety we've all endured over the past two years. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Bonnie Frazier and Mickey Rich of Stand Atlantic to the pod. Happy 10th anniversary as a band, y'all. I need to call to... bullshit on that thing. I don't think that's correct. Oh, it's not 2012? <laughs> you got to update your Wikipedia page, y'all. Like, Somebody put some incorrect in, info. Like, I've been in bands for a long time, but Stan Atlantic kind of formed, like, 2014, oh, 2014. But even then, I wouldn't even count it until we released our, like, first EP 2017. in 2017. Because, like, we were just bumming around. Like, we weren't doing anything. Isn't that what being we a band just... is, though? Yeah, but now we can bum around and get paid for it. It's all right. You're kind of gestating for a few years. Yeah, we were just, we were in the mummy's time. I think it was a, I think it was a, I'm not going to say it, but I think it was a different name in 2012. Mm-hmm. I don't think Sound Atlantic, the name even came till 2014 mm. or yeah, I don't 15. Even know. You were so, like, uh, like, the name was What It's Worth, right? Uh, Something like that? Thanks. Uh, thanks. Yeah. I, was to, I was trying to keep it a secret. <laughs> Go on to Spotify and check it. out, yes, all of that. You can stalk uh, them like crazy like we did. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say we start the show, y'all? It's Hell been yeah. a little bit, and I think it's time we catch up. What has everyone been listening to recently? What have I been listening to? Um, I really like an artist called Fletcher. Um, oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's sick. I really like her stuff. Let's do it for a while, but a new... Becky So Hot song. Pretty good. Pretty good, my brother. And <laughs> I, <laughs> what else have I been listening to? What else came out? I always feel like we just recycle the same shit all the time, like in the green room and stuff. Upsal, very cool. Oh, yeah. Friend um, of a friend of a friend. She's everywhere here. Friend of a, yeah, legit. I know. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone I know is meta except me. <laughs> same. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, my friend Upsal. I'm like, when are, when, when are we going to get to hang out? I've never When met can them. I say that sentence? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, those are my top two, I'd say, right now. Recently, we realized that we don't listen to new music enough, but yeah. coincidentally... We're kind of super cynical and judgmental. <laughs> but coincidentally, I have been listening to new music. I've been listening to that new Polyphia song. Oh, uh, It's yeah. called ABC. Um, is it the one featuring... Um, uh, Sophia Black. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, 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 really good. That it's just funky. It's just like a good vibe song. Gets you in the mood for anything. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, weirdly, I've been listening to like a lot of EDM, <laughs> which is weird. Like I've been listening to a lot of Porter Robinson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Zed. Oh, I love Zed of... too, bro. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> we baby Zed. I mean, that guy's probably older than me, but he will always be baby Zed. He looks like baby a little Zed. baby. And like Madion. Madion. Oh, God. I loved his album from like 2015. Yeah, I still when he was like that all the time. he was probably like 15 then as well. Yeah, <laughs> he probably was 15. That's crazy. He was like touring the world because he's like a DJ. I guess he's just like playing like clubs, and he was like 15. He'd have to go in like play like a DJ Can't set and get just into get the kicked out. <laughs> oh yeah, they did that. I mean, like they still do that. Yeah. All of these DJs coming up who are playing like 21 and over clubs, like they have to be escorted into and out of the yeah. venue. 
Yep. No fun is to be not had. When they, not when they go to Club Deviate. What is that? It's Whoa. like the Kiss FM club in, in Hollywood where like it's like 18 oh, up. It's like where all the 11 teen year olds go to, to party it up in L.A. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it's not great. There. It's not. Kaylin, what have you been listening to? I've been listening to this song by Lucius. It just came out, actually. I've kind of been listening to it nonstop the last like 24 hours. It's Muse. Is it the <laughs> Halloween one? No, <laughs> it's not. My... It's not by Muse. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's sorry. it's by Lucius. It's called Muse. Is the song, okay. and it's sort of about that you know initial meeting with somebody that like just sparks your interest immediately, and you're just so excited about them, enthralled by everything that they are. Like the the intensity of like the thought of touching them, or you know, just that sort sure. of like they are this person that is on your mind, and I love that. I want that. I want a person that's just like <laughs> wrapped up in me. I'm wrapped up in them. And when, you know, touch happens, it's like electric. Yeah. That's, for sure. that's, been, my, just, that's that, been my jam. That just triggered the memory that Bond's answer to you was all a lie. Everything she just said to you was a lie because all she's been listening to is Muse's new Halloween song. Yes. Yes. Made, I fucking made, love that song. Yes. They're making me listen to that. Like, I swear I've heard it's it like 16 it's a jam. times. Yeah. We talked about it. We talked about it during our last interview. A yeah, lot. yeah. We we uh, we did a Halloween episode last week, and that's like yeah. all. Yeah, we talked about that a lot. Like nobody's yeah. making Halloween songs, like new Halloween songs. It's all like yeah. the monster yeah. mash and thriller. But Muse was like, we're gonna low key like put a Halloween song on our album. Genius. <laughs> they snuck it in there for us. Christmas, do Halloween songs. We went to Target. We went to Target like two days ago and they were playing Christmas songs. Oh, no. It was kind of cute because it was snowing outside. <laughs> I'm it's... barefoot right now in Los Angeles. That's where I like to be. Yeah, it's a oh. it's a nice 66 degrees outside. God damn it. <laughs> Come back. It. Come back to LA. We'll serve you cocktails. <laughs> yes, please. Speaking of which, we've got to kind of wrap this part up. I wanted to talk a little bit about what I've been listening to. Oh, yeah. I've been reading Meet Me in the Bathroom by Lizzie Goodman. It's this oral history of the rebirth of the New York rock scene at the turn of the century. I know Whoa. that there's a documentary that just came out, and I'm finally like, I got to read this thing. And mm -hmm. I've been discovering bands that were like contemporaries of like LCD sound system and the strokes that I had never heard of before. And this one that I really love is called the Mooney Suzuki. I, I, I've never heard of them before, but apparently I've heard their like big song, which I forget like what the name of it is right now. Just go on Spotify. It's the number one song. It's been in soundtracks a bunch. But yeah, nice. like if you're looking for a vibe, it's slick, it's highly produced and it's extremely energetic. It has this like T-Rex New York Dolls vibe. It's just loud rock that demands sing-alongs and dancing so the mooney suzuki everyone they were around like 1998 through like 2006 and then they just disappeared check yeah, it out i remember Whoa. hearing that song that he's talking about and we both were just like where have we heard this and i'm like i don't know i feel like it was on like the radio when i was younger and he's like no it's like uk charts and i'm like oh it was like Sean White Snowboarding 3 or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that was it. The Sean White snowboarding game that my brothers probably played. Low-key great soundtracks. <laughs> oh, that's the thing in The Simpsons, the putting challenge. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we love, we love The Simpsons here. They oh, also man. did a... Didn't they do a ha Halloween special? They do one every year. It's called every The Disney House of Horror. That was the most fake thing I've ever heard. <laughs> didn't they do a Halloween special? 
Yeah, they're so up to I'm not the one that watches. I'm not the one that watches it. He's the one that watches Simpsons a lot more than I do. It's we fun. all had our we thing watched. during quarantine to keep us sane, and mine was watching 500 episodes of The Simpsons. 500? There's it more gets than that. bad after like three. Nah, Bond bon hasn't come back around yet because it gets bad around 18 to 27. And then it comes back. Little. It gets pretty good. It comes good. back. My 32 is great. 31 is really good. All right, I'll go back 33's all right, and then 34 <laughs> I haven't watched Mickey yet, but knows. apparently oh, yeah. it's good. Yeah, watch it a lot. I've I'll got this all cataloged. Like... Well, I'm getting thirsty, y'all. I think it's time we moved into the bar. But listeners, if you want to hear more of what we had on repeat, check out our YBLT playlist on Spotify. YBLT stands for What Have You Been Listening To? But we've leaned like really hard into the BLT part of that. The photo for the playlist is a sandwich in space. So mm. yeah, check that out. Come back every week. Playlist to Muse. <laughs> It's just Muse right now. It's just Muse 50 Muse. times. But besides yeah. that, you'll see pics from me. You'll see pics from Kaylin, Nasaya, Drew, and uh, maybe some new guests coming very, very soon. But we've been rambling out here in the cold for too long. What do you say we head into that bar and warm up a little? Bonnie, Mickey, did you bring anything to show the bouncer today? I brought my ID. This is really hard. Ready? All right. Let me, let me get my ID out. It's going to be probably scary for the bouncer. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he's adorable take a quick picture yeah, i need a photo of that. oh my god ronald the cutest little ronald mcdonald figure and then a travel massage gun it looks like or is that a full-size one i love it uh, that looks like uh, a travel size oh man it's good <laughs> we've been wanting to use one of those like on our pugs because there's this video of this pug that like adores getting massages from those things just leans its face <laughs> into really it. they're kind of intense i didn't I think know but like... this pug like is into it Damn, that's sick. <laughs> Where did you get that little tiny Ronald McDonald? Okay, so me, Bon, and our friend, we were out in LA like whenever this tour started, and we were like going shopping. He was going crazy, man. And we went into the we went into the store, and there was a store that just stocked all the different sizes of this fat Ronald McDonald. <laughs> it's just a chungus like McDonald's. like huge ones, like like this big, and like. But then they also had mini ones, and we were like, oh, let's get the mini ones. So we bought like. 15 boxes of them. <laughs> we didn't buy them. Yeah. We didn't have that kind of... Yeah. And, then, and then, this is the one that I kept. And this is the one that sleeps in my bunk. And I didn't even It looks like one. me. See? Got a little belly. <laughs> it's got pink hair. Adorable. My little Mickey. <laughs> so this is my ID. They're kind of creepy as fuck. So charming. They just be like, like yeah, the... yeah, I just changed, I just changed my face color a bit. That's <laughs> so my ID. You're now white. Yes. <laughs> this you is know... before this is before I became Asian. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time when you weren't Asian? <laughs> Apparently. And I was fat up. <laughs> and I was fat up. And I was a clown. <laughs> But you know what? That works as a valid form of ID, apparently, because we've just been ushered inside. Hell uh, yeah. It was fake, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie, Mickey, welcome to the Tunes and Tumblers bar. Feel free to hang your coats on the rack. Well, I mean, it looks like a rack, but it's actually Drew. We just told him to stand in the corner and put his arms out until Kalen can get around to actually buying a, a rack for this bar. So just Hang them on Drew. He'll just stand there. This is what we pay him for. <laughs> but in the meantime, let's get some tunes on while Kaylin heads behind the bar. Listeners, today we are listening to Fear, a.k.a. Fuck Everything and Run, the new album by Stand Atlantic, out now on Hopeless Records.
So before we get into it, I have a couple things I want to say about it. There's a lot that I want to get into about this album. I've been a fan of pop punk for as long as I can remember. And though I know it's having a bit of a comeback, a lot of it feels kind of nostalgic and safe to me. But that's not what fear is. It It's sonically adventurous. You know, you're drawing from hardcore. You're drawing from hip hop and even a little bit of ska that I noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Crazy great. You know, it's <laughs> it's rough around the edges, rougher than your previous records. And I think for a good reason, Fuck Everything and Run felt a lot like an internal mantra that like a lot of us had during the roughest Ooh. parts of the pandemic. You know, the world is falling down around us and we're stuck between four walls with nothing but anxiety, depression, and yeah, fear uh, to keep us company. So this album is like purging a lot of that it's screaming it's raging it all out because it has nowhere to go and it's channeled through this amazing pop filter and it just kind of gets stuck in the back of your head but yeah enough of that i'm i tend to ramble i'm gonna talk myself hoarse kaylin did you make a cocktail for us to drink while we listen to this album so i made you a bleeding shell it's two ounces huckleberry vodka half ounce apple whiskey a half ounce vermouth and a half ounce ginger beer with a lychee and blackberry ice sphere. So you'll take the vodka, shake it with whiskey and vermouth and ice, and you'll pour it over an ice sphere in a chilled glass, and you'll top with the ginger beer. Mm. Just be careful to not spill your blood all over the place. Did you make up the name? Yes. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to have a sip of this. Tell me a little bit about, like, why you chose the flavors you did. So the album pretty much centers itself on experiences that I also had during the pandemic. You know, I lost my job before everything shut down and was kind of rebranding myself. And when I was ready to pull the trigger on job interviews, everything just shut down. I heard back from nobody. My whole career stood at a standstill for like two years. And so it just felt like I was this person with no purpose. And I was just this empty shell that was just bleeding all over the floor every day because there was nothing better to do. And I was just feeling sad inside all the time because the things that I loved to do were no longer accessible for me anymore. So the sphere is the idea of, you know, a shell of a person and the inside is filled with the blackberry. And I liked the idea of as it melts, you know, you're, you're kind of bleeding out a little bit. You know, your shell is coming off and you're kind of starting to live again a little bit. And there is actually some gold dust in there so as it melts it starts to swirl and become a little bit sparkly but at the same time you're still you're still stuck and you're still dealing with this sort of pain and emptiness so you drink to it and you drink drink the harder liquors and you mix your whiskey and your vodka cheers to that cheers everyone to cheers cheers. looks like a latte and liquid death so good (laughs) (laughs) that is Oh holy shit! That is really good. good? I don't usually. <laughs> so good. I've been waiting. Can you guys make it for us? Yes. yes when are you please. back in L.A.? No. Tell us when you're back in L.A. February. Cool. Yeah, February. We'll be here. We'll mark the calendar. We'll be in touch with with your people. Our people will contact okay. your people. Our people being me. Good. Sick. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I want to I want to hear about the the process for you. I've read so much about your story in particular, Bonnie, about like trying to escape the pandemic, but just kind of going where the lockdowns ended up happening. Can you mm. tell me a little bit about like these emotions that kind of manifested as you were writing this album? Uh, I think I was just like completely heartbroken in every way a person can be. Like I was away from my partner for six months at a time. 
and the thing that I love to do got taken away as well and I know I'm not like the only one that felt that way like um as you're saying before like my purpose just got like completely ripped and I did not know who the fuck I was anymore I feel like I kind of like lost a huge part of myself um still trying to find it so she's out there give me a holler (laughs) um but yeah and I think going into writing this that record as well like it was the first time we had a lot of time to do it normally we're doing it like between tours so it's like three weeks and it's like okay yep go write the record it's like oh shit all right and just like wham bam thank you ma'am just like immediately done but this time it was like seven weeks I was at our producer and like our good friend Stevie Stevie Knight's apartment and I was living with him for like seven weeks straight and we were driving each other in fucking sane and it was just like yeah the first time we had like a long time to properly like nut out these songs like to in every way we wanted to and that's also why we were like let's do let's just make a huge mix of like different genres and stuff for once because I feel like we tiptoe around it before and like we kind of like dip our little toes in Mm -hmm. but this album we were like fuck just fuck it like this could be the last record exactly (laughs) didn't want to make the pun but you did it for me cheers um (laughs) we because we didn't know what the world was going to be like as well it could have been the last album we ever wrote but like you know what i mean so we were just like we have to do exactly what we want so let's do it it was also the first time going off what bond said like usually i feel like the last two albums was like we had 11 12 songs written and then we were like okay we're picking 10 like but this was the first time we had like 34 songs written and we we're like oh fuck we gotta pick we gotta pick like 10. that seems like a good place to be though to have that yeah. much to choose yes, from. No. i mean we lost some good soldiers <laughs> we lost some good soldiers out there oh. i mean maybe no, they'll come back on a bonus a bonus ep exactly yeah maybe <laughs> yeah it's def- it was definitely a good problem to have that's for sure we just like to complain so <laughs> don't we all god we're just too creative everybody I have to say, like, I really like your foray into actually, like, rapping and getting some, like, good... Like, I love Nothing Nowhere. I think he's great. And Mm -hmm. I love what he's doing genre-bending. Did you actually get, like, in the room with him, or was this, like, a remote collaboration? No, still kind of during during COVID, I think. Everything about about this album was remote. Like, everything. We didn't even see each other during the recording. Oh, wow. I didn't, yeah. A number, like... the whole like house limit thing like you can't yeah it was during lockdown so we we did the whole album at stevie's apartment yeah except for drums which we did at jono's house like none of this was in a studio like and we all had to go one by one and like instead of like bouncing ideas off each other it'd be like i'd go in record bass and then like we'd come up with an idea and we'd have to like bounce it send it to everyone be like what does everyone think and they'd be like okay <laughs> and then so like, much longer and then, and then like potter would go in the next day or whatever go record he'd change something and then i would have to come back in and change it and like it was so a it's process. just a huge round of see tag you're just playing yeah, yeah. a huge game of tag for this album Pretty much, yeah also we weren't we technically weren't even allowed to be doing any of that either like we were so not you're like, like those hairstylists getting... going around on the sly and like legit <laughs> doing I was, like, it out of your house by the cops being like i'm seeing my boyfriend <laughs> like on the phone I was like, Sorry. <laughs> it's so bad like i don't know the whole everything about it was just like cool. yeah it was so remote so yeah no we didn't see any of the featured people yeah so i didn't see your question no we did, <laughs> i didn't get in a room with nothing nowhere mm-hmm. um but we FaceTimed and like I told him a bit about like the song and uh, what we were after. 
and pretty much the first thing he sent back was like it i was like bruh <laughs> could you not be that good like that would be great cheers <laughs> tone it down weirdly yeah, i just i just remembered there was like two weeks where sydney where we were opened up like mm. there was like a two-week period and that's Between when we recorded Delta and Omicron, that little window that little, like, little window that little window where everybody's like oh my god we're free for like two seconds uh, yeah so and that's when we recorded pity party so we were like we were kind of together for pity party mm. and it was kind of nice and we were like hey yeah true and then we and then we just went our separate ways and did everything alone again and i, I think it's like really fitting given that that was the the atmosphere that this album turned out to be like so loud and i guess aggressive is kind of a simplistic word to describe it it feels cathartic yeah, in a lot of ways but you know i was yeah. thinking a little bit in in prepping this this episode with nisaya that we talk a lot right now on the show about covid and how covid has affected everybody like personally and artistically but i think like in a lot of ways these emotions already existed before and exist after and you know there have study there've been studies that have been done that show that your emotions happen first. So like the, your amygdala in your brain goes off in reaction to like something. It's like a physical response. And then it's your frontal cortex that tries to make meaning out of it. So it's like, I need to point to something that is the cause of this. Do you like, I guess this is kind of a roundabout way of asking, like, do you feel like now that we're kind of coming out of it, that these emotions still manifest in other ways for you? Yeah, I think so. Like, as I said, like, I don't think, I think I changed, like, coming out of that whole experience. I think everyone did in some way. Like, I feel like I, socially, I'm not the same, I don't think. Like, going out, I think my social battery is a lot smaller. Um, I get a little more anxious than I've been before. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> um, I don't know. And I, I think uh, when you're going, when you're talking about, like, we have some, we have to, like, find something to like be the reason of like why we're feeling this way I think that's so true like during that moment I was like well for two years I was just like this is everything else is all this and then also pointing at myself being like why the fuck aren't you a better person like why why don't you have a purpose you stupid idiot like why don't you pick a different job like just hating myself for stuff as well and feeling that way it's just like it didn't really make any difference to the situation but yeah, I think the the self-loathing and like the blame that we experience, I mean, even for myself without having a job, you know, I felt other people also pointing at me saying like, what the fuck? Like you totally. lost your shit. Where, where did you go? And I'm just mm -hmm. like, the pandemic yeah. just like stole it all kind of. And it's not yeah. even just that. It's like, you know, we, we took, you know, the, the puzzles and the, the video games and the, you know, little keep yourself busy activities. And it wasn't, really towards until towards the end of 2020 that I was like or even 2021 that I was really like okay I gotta really knuckle down and figure out what I'm going to do next yeah I can't just sit around on my ass all day every day while you know even though yeah. things are still slow and nobody's answering back and nobody worthwhile was hiring it was just like I still felt like I needed to do something about it when I wasn't mm -hmm. and I couldn't and so once yeah. I did have even like the smallest amount of opportunity, it was like I, I like jumped at it obsessively, sure. even if it was a bad opportunity. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was like, I was literally just every day until we like started writing and like until I went to Stevie's house and like we properly knuckled down and like started writing. I was literally just waiting for those 
two months. Like I was doing nothing else really. I was obviously writing myself a little bit in my room, but getting angry at myself anyway. So fuck it. Um, and yeah, it's like you need something that like keeps you going. Cause once the novelty wears off of all the puzzles and like the little games and like all that kind of stuff for like the first three months, like once that like wears off, you're kind of like, damn, what if this is our entire life from now on? Holy shit. It's yeah. scary as fuck. That was hard. And I was angry as hell. Yeah. I was <laughs> super angry. I mean, I started the pandemic lull before everybody else did. I was actually out of my job January 13th and everything shut down in March. So mm-hmm. I had like a couple of months that I was all, everybody else was still working and I was just like, I'm free, So you guys. got some practice. So I got, no. You got quarantine no. practice. <laughs> no, I was just over it before it even started mm-hmm. <laughs> i was already over the fucking puzzles i was over the games i was just like i just i just want my life back i want my yeah. career back i want love back i want excitement back i want to stop feeling like there's no nothing to be like there was for the longest time just nothing that i felt excited about what's like, the point of waking up yeah like why don't mm-hmm. i just stay in bed but that even made me feel worse and it wasn't until mm-hmm. i like I ended up doing these quote unquote pandemic projects that I started. It was like handy stuff around the house, like replacing my faucet, painting my bathroom, you know, just handy stuff. And I ended up actually refinishing a bookcase that is now our home bar. It's like a really tall, like six foot bookcase that I found in the alley. And it was Mm -hmm. like every day I was like, I'm going to just pretend I'm on the clock and go out in my side yard and sand this thing down and eventually get it to the point where I can stain it and finish it off and that really kept me going I think is just finding some small spark of purpose somewhere totally but not everybody had that no you know I was thinking a little bit about this is a statistic that I heard a while ago I don't even know if it statistic is the right word but no matter what you do like if you're an astronaut or if you're like a real housewife of Beverly Hills fuck those bitches yeah so everyone has the same on average, the same base level of, of cortisol, which is your stress hormone. So like like we were talking about earlier, if you don't have something to point to as your uh, stressor, like the thing that is causing you stress, then it manifests elsewhere. Think about how, like, how, how uh, uh, dramatic reality shows are, like where people just get mad about nothing and yeah. create drama out of nothing. It's because like, you know, absent Riley, any real problems, you have to create <laughs> problems. Yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of wanted to just bring it back to the the album a little bit. Like um, besides going out and um, like like kind of taking a little bit of pandemic with you. Have you noticed anything about the world touring and like the interaction with fans that have been different bringing this album out? What, what do you mean? Like, how's the experience uh, of touring with this album different than you have toured before? Like, do you think that anything is tied to like what we've experienced over the past two years i don't know i do feel like a lot of people can relate to the the emotions and the general theme or anti-theme that the album is which was like unfortunately covid album ill hating that it was. <laughs> um i think people can relate to it a lot but like in terms of like difference in fans like i don't think there's a there's a couple people who are still a bit like standoffish i feel like Mm. I feel like a lot of people who would have gotten into it still kind of standing at the back. And are but, you talking about like socially with like COVID? Yeah, like yeah COVID? and just the yeah, I, I'm but, kind of like wondering about the atmosphere in general because you're getting to travel the U.S. 
I have not seen like a lot of the world since the end of the pandemic. We're just wondering what it's like to tour post pandemic with a pandemic album, basically. You've toured before (laughs) and you're touring now. How is this different? Yeah, that's I would just say that I'm different. Like, I know this isn't all touring, but like, because I've been traveling as well to see like family and stuff. It's weird how different parts of the world are still at different stages, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I feel like UK last year was already like, UK last year was already like, no, oh, fuck it. There's no COVID. That, does, that doesn't exist. It was sick. I feel like America is like 50 50. Like, I feel like it's very like, depending where you are, like, it kind of like, like if you're in fluctuates. Florida, it never existed in the first. Place. Yeah, <laughs> if you're in Florida, they're still on spring break, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> spring break then, never like, ends in Florida. But you go to some places in Asia, it's still like very like it's still very like don't go outside after eight p.m. Well, I think in in I a lot of Asian culture, you know, whenever you are feeling symptoms of any sort of sickness, they were a lot. They're just as a culture a lot more protective of, you know, mm. body bodily fluids passing. I actually had an instance the other day where I uh was over at someone's house and oh, they're, yeah, they're Bengali, this. and th- I took a pillow that was just this small little side pillow on the sofa because they don't have a. Like I, I have my feet up on an actual my, massive ottoman right now because I always have to have my feet up when I'm lounging. It's just like a weird thing. I love I it just, too. I'm like, I'm always anxious. I just need to, I need to curl up as much as I can. Um, <laughs> and I took this pillow and put it like on the lower part of this pull-up coffee table because you know there's a space there. They were so offended that I put my feet on this pillow because they think it's just so disgusting to put your feet on a pillow that you put your head on. But I as mean, a white gonna, person, I'm like, uh, I can yeah. just. Clean I think it. I agree with them. I'm sorry. Well, yes, no, and I agree. I agree. Like, if you're you're not gonna like lay on that pillow afterwards, you're gonna clean it later. Yeah. I'm the type yeah. of person that can I mean, clean I'm everything I own. So like, that's yeah. sort of a a white mentality, I think. Of like, <laughs> but also we we are the types that'll touch our face and like you know touch another person mm-hmm. or touch a thing, whereas in other cultures that's like really weird, mm-hmm. and it's something that I think just in general is probably the reason that you know in those areas they're still I mean, being I'm very t- protective i'm touching yeah, my face as we talk right now it's like my that's like something i couldn't get rid of during the pandemic just like <laughs> it's my what, nervous face yeah yeah we just I don't like know. i just touch my face like, all the like time a, i think it's a white people thing anthony yeah i touch my face too i'm trying not to i've got my hands <laughs> everyone's touching their now. faces now yeah, the cdc says don't touch your face don't touch your face <laughs> the cdc says you can get a little bit of COVID as a treat <laughs> the CDC just says, get that corn out of my face. <laughs> uh, before we wrap things up in the interview portion, I do want to talk about, like, we've talked a lot about COVID. I promised we wouldn't talk a lot about COVID. We ended up talking a lot about COVID. I, I want to know about that. musically. You've got so many influences that are apparent on this. I want to know, like, not just, you know, what were you drawing from, but also, like, what was going on in your life outside of COVID that you feel like ended up in this record? Um, <laughs> nothing. All Big COVID. question. Everything. It was all COVID all day. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? I mean, obviously, it was hard to be away from my partner for that long. And like, we was constantly arguing and stuff because you're far away, and that's heavy. Um, but other than that, like, my life fucking sucked. I didn't. I had nothing. Like, that is why I wrote this album because I had felt like I had absolutely no reason to just do anything it was disgusting and I 
vomit every time I think about it. But um, there was another part to your question that I forget. Uh, what was how it? about musically? What kind of influences were you drawing yeah. from? Um, it was weird. I feel like I couldn't, I definitely couldn't pinpoint like one influence. Um, but Stevie and I were watching a lot of like, doc, like rockumentaries and stuff. I think they were really influencing us a bit. Um, we also drew from like stupid things like Pantera and like Avenged Sevenfold, yeah. like just stupid, like. I can <laughs> totally, especially with Doomsday, see the Avenged yeah. Sevenfold. Yep. Just about, or I was. Also, how dare you call Evan Sinfold stupid? I fucking Evan <laughs> Sinfold. I was a kid, hard. Um, Same. We all grew up in the two thousands. Oh yeah. They were. Kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't know. Like even like little peep, like we were just like going to every kind of corner that we could. Um, but again, I feel like lyrically and stuff, it was just so driven by my. <laughs> my angst each song that you put out was different like it didn't all feel like just COVID in your face COVID in your face even yeah, though it was sure. just COVID in your that. face like how did you mitigate you know making these separate ideas for each song and making each song its own kind of vibe and concept that's a great question and I feel like concepts for songs is not something I've ever thought about until after the song's written every song isn't one like individual emotion or situation I think a lot of the songs kind of link up to each other and there's different like sides to the emotion I was feeling or like the way the emotion came out um but uh yeah I don't know I didn't really think about that I was just kind of like makes me think like of a you know like a faceted sort of you know Mm. shell kind of thing as you know there's each side of the album you know each song is a different side of it and it's like a rubik's cube kind of exactly and you can just yeah. like, connect them and move them around and they're still mm. the same thing but different it's also <laughs> just like experiential writing like you write you write just to like yeah. have your thoughts be separate from you so you can yeah. look at them and you're like okay what does this just to all get mean? them out mm-hmm. yeah it's the universe's problem now <laughs> um, it's, it's part it's part it of the, the fans job to fix all the problems now yeah that's what i meant <laughs> yeah, by that exactly. <laughs> that's why we do vip we uh we just want fans to fix our problems because... you just bring you bring them in as your personal therapist we pay them yeah <laughs> Well, we're kind of coming to the end of the interview portion, but I wanted to ask a question of the group. Anyone feel free mm-hmm. to answer this. I I have to admit that we have talked about this album on the show before during the What Have You Been Listening To segment. We had like a big back and forth on it like a couple months ago, and I got the name of the album wrong. Uh, I thought I was Just like, like it's fear. Wrong. It stands for what? Fuck it and run. Like, no, that that's fuck not. That doesn't spell fear. And I was like, yeah. couldn't remember it. Fear, fire, fear. <laughs> fear. Like that. <laughs> but fuck everything and run. Fuck everything and run. If you were to just say fuck everything and run, where would you go? Oh shit. Uh, somewhere warm and sunny with sand. Yeah, Hawaii. Cocktails. I don't know. Somewhere. Yeah. Where else? Where else is? Where else is sunny and beachy? I've never been Island. to Bali, but I've Bali. never been to any of Indonesia or Asia or anything like that. I'd probably go Fiji. There. Never been to Fiji. I've mean either. Let's go. We'll go Singapore Fiji. would be Fiji. cool. Singapore. Where? Where? Singapore, Singapore? I feel would be cool. Too sweaty though. Tahiti. When I think about it, I, so just know, I, want, I want sweaty warm. I don't know. And yet that you won't let like... me turn up the thermostat in this place. <laughs> yeah, because we've got pugs. Pugs don't like hot. You can blame the pugs all you want, but I'm freezing. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, where would I go? Where maybe, would I go? Maybe just put some more put some more blubber on you, Anthony. It's it's ironic because like in California, I don't like cold, but one of my favorite places in the world is the Pacific Northwest. I think like the context is what matters. If I'm in California, I want it to be fucking warm. But like if I were to say uh, fuck everything and like, run, the Pacific Northwest is like <laughs> like Milwaukee and stuff or is it a bit more left. Oh no, it's it's more left. It's like Portland and Seattle. Like Portland. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I forgot that we're dealing with folks from Australia. And I just yeah, feel I like, like the Midwest. Huh? <laughs> it's just it's but just wait, isn't the Midwest like not all the way on yes. the west? Like technically so Oregon and Washington is the, the west coast. <laughs> That is not it's, the Midwest. The Midwest well, is further so in, isn't it? It reminds me of that, that joke from Anchorman. <laughs> it's like, we have a cold swell in the upper Northwest, and it looks like it's going to snow in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I just forget confusing. that like people who aren't from America, it's like California, New York, Florida, and then just nothing in the middle. You all got your own geography. Over we, here. Had, we had to show the other last time we were here. And Bond kept calling Chicago the East Coast. And I was like, that's the Midwest. Seattle and LA. It's <laughs> everything. Yeah, you've got Jeez. it all. But you can't forget Nashville. I love Nashville. We've only been there one time. Louisiana. We're going there soon. We're going yeah. there in a couple of days. So Weeks. excited. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe we'll get we'll we'll get plane tickets. We'll get Mitch to fly us out there. Yeah, with the non-existent budget. Please, Daddy Mitch. <laughs> Please, first-class tickets. We need to bring cocktails to the people that need them. Yes. Yes, you do. Have you ever <laughs> thought about calling your podcast Cockstars? <laughs> the thing is, I had an idea for a podcast where it is sharing cocktails and telling your craziest sex stories, and it's called Cocktails. Yeah, and we easy. actually we we had a, a couple friends that we were talking to about our podcast a couple years ago. This was like this is like right before the pandemic, and they suggested we call it Beats and Cockies. Beats and Cockies. <laughs> they were drunk. <laughs> we were like, all drunk. Beat, beat your meat. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it was like Beats, like music beats. By Dre. No, By yeah, Dre. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. We'll, we'll get, so we'll get sponsors. <laughs> Sponsored sponsor by Dre. Us. Topo Chico, please send us more stuff. We're all out of the stuff you sent us last time. <sighs> Anywho, let's. I, I think that I am ready to move on. This has been a great conversation, um, Bonnie and Mickey, but let's have a little fun. Who's ready for a game of hashtag mood? Yeah. Drew. <laughs> let's do it. Hit that theme song. Oh my gosh, Drew, we have to save that video for a reel. Oh my gosh. That's like, that's it's like when you so send a dick funny. <laughs> it's just bottom of chub pick. It's not even a dick. It's just bottom of chub. 
<laughs> Listeners, we know you have no idea what, you're, what we're talking about, but that's why you should follow us on social media and find out for yourself. But hashtag mood, what is hashtag mood, you ask? Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do is go over to the Tunes and Tumblr's inbox where a fan of the show or a fan of Stan Atlantic has sent us a, quote, mood for us to playlist. This is how they've been feeling, what's on their mind, what's going on in their own little world. We're going to take that and to create a special playlist. Each of us gets to choose one song to match it. Drew, I think you have a couple picked out. Can you play them for us? Or at least don't play them at the same time, just one at a time. Anxious and depressed about the world. Y'all are my favorite band, BTW, at FIA.mar. They're sad, but you're their favorite? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with... So wait, wait, are all of them going to be in the Siri voice? <laughs> yeah, so that's Gail. That is Gail, our uh, text-to-speech person. Love Gail. Love yes. Gail. Love Gail's Gail. amazing. But um, yeah, so sad and depressed about the world, but Stand Atlantic is my favorite band. Well, I just put the whole Fear album in the playlist. <laughs> That's the playlist. It's basically it. <laughs> Don't talk to me is what I put on that song. Yeah. The record. You know, I'm going to go with a former guest of the pod, um, Crooked Teeth, because he's on a lot of the Spotify playlists with you. Um, oh, yeah. His song, Beg. It's amazing. I just dropped my phone. Nobody saw that. But yes, I love that song. I love his new stuff, too. He's got a song out called Promises that has like a screamo breakdown. Listen to that, too. But yeah, I'm choosing Beg. Begging for more. I've done one for the promo side. Picked our own song. But they like Stand Atlantic, so they probably like trash music. Exactly. That's what (laughs) I (laughs) mean. Shit taste, clearly. Amazing taste. I think I'm going to go with Worst Day by Elenium and Max. Uh, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's kind of like the whole pandemic was just a series of the worst days of our lives. Yeah. True What's that, that song? What, when you said that, it reminded me of the song, which is like, cause you had a bad I day. I literally said bad day. Mm. Uh, did you say that? <laughs> yeah, I said that. No, uh, she, she said a different song. All right. It was called that's Bad just, Day. No, I'm picking what? that song. Oh, two okay. two bad days. Two bad days. It's, it's, it's going to be a bad, bad Bad playlist, bad day playlist. Begin Halloween bad news. <laughs> I remember. Oh yes, yes. You make me feel like it's Halloween. It's Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween. Look, that song is a fucking banger. Muse, come on the show and talk to us all about how every day is Halloween. Do you guys? Do you guys actually make these playlists? Yes. Yes, oh, you so can access say, them can we say on our Muse Spotify. Halloween at least once in every every once yes. week. It has to be in every, every playlist. playlist. <laughs> tune in, yes, tune in on Thursday after this episode drops. That's when we will put up the playlists on Spotify. We're gonna make a social media post and tag the person who has sent it in, so they get their own little Stand Atlantic playlist that y'all helped cool. make. Nice, but I think we have. That's a pretty good playlist. Especially, I'm, I'm not mad at it. Yes, Drew, can you play the second mood for us, and let's see if we can find a way to sneak. You make me feel like it's Halloween on it. We will. We will. <laughs> I started a new job last month, and my GF and I just celebrated our two-year anniversary. At Onyx is homo. Okay, what? What? What is your tag? Yeah. Started a new job. Started a new job and two-year anniversary. I've got my song. Mm. Um, I had a bad day. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who it's by. It's just it's like, Muse? you don't got to go to work, 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 oh work. I'm going to work, work, work. I don't, what you is know what that is? Uh, it's like li- Little Mix, maybe? I'm going to put Rihanna. Oh, yes. Yes, where, where, I remember where, that where, song. Where? <laughs> mm. 
Okay, so Little Mix work and then Rihanna's where, 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 and Muse, and Muse. You make and me feel Muse. like it's Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes, I know what I'm. I know what I'm doing. Uh, the Notorious B.I.G. Give me the loot, cause you know it's a it's a good song for swaggering around. But you know, you just got that new job. You you're moved in with your girlfriend. You know, just. Uh, yeah, you're feeling great. Give me that money. Give me those good vibes. Give me the loot. I mean, I know that that is about like an armed robbery, but you know, same vibes. I also just realized the song I picked lyrics is "You don't gotta go to work." <laughs> you don't go to work. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. Oh, whatever. That's the one. Uh, let's do "Strawberry Fields Forever." Clay did a cover of "Strawberry Fields Forever," and you know, I think that song just kind of like in general is is good feelings and it's kind of a celebratory like thing for me of just listening to it feeling good about what's going on laying out looking up at the sunshine i think that that's that's cool that's yeah. what i feel when i'm celebrating you know a milestone or a good feel yeah or a song that i'm familiar with that sounds happy do you know a song that just like makes me feel so good about the person that i'm with Sixes to nines. No. You make me feel like it's Halloween by God Muse. damn it. Oh, <laughs> yep, same. Crazy. <laughs> like well, <laughs> listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Leave us a message by calling or texting the Toons and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477. Or just follow us on Instagram and give us a mood when we ask for them in our story. Drew is trying to build us a whole library of moods, so keep them coming. We have quite a few, but we can always have more. And who knows, your favorite artist just may make you a personalized playlist on the air. Well, oh, y'all, yeah. this has been a lot of fun, but it's time to close up the bar. Tunes and Tumblers is uh -oh. a rare bar in that it is only open for one hour on Saturdays every You're week. You're the last call, Bill? What the hell? Yeah, I know, I right? You got it! You don't, have to, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Oh. Yeah, and we're going to just burn this place down. Before we go, gonna gonna Let's throw a, a Molotov, okay? Uh, Let's not do that. There is a dude that button. did that recently on the news. Not having Bye. that. Bye. <laughs> Any lingering thoughts before we go? Anything you'd like to plug? Um, just make sure everyone listens to Muse's Halloween <laughs> song. Um, yeah, no, we're on tour right now. We're I don't know when this is coming out. Uh, two weeks uh, from. Well, not two weeks. One week from Tuesday. Okay, so we're probably just over. finishing this tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tour's ending soon. Go we're listen back to Fia anyway. Coming back to the US in Feb. Yep. Um, late Feb. And I don't know. We're a band. Fucking looks up. <laughs> if you're in LA, come to the LA show in February. We might just yep. have some of these cocktails yes, ready for y'all. Yeah, sounds good. I'll just also, make a this, bunch of these this... ice cubes for you ahead of time. I'll just put all the lychees into the freezer for Kaylin, you. Kaylin, this Thank is you. this is the best cocktail you've made so far. I feel like you say that every time. Sounds Are you so lying? No, I, I mean it this time. <laughs> Look, I love Barnes Courtney to death, but man, his cocktail was like a kick in the fucking mouth. His his he in general. It's a is kick in the fucking mouth. A kick in the fucking mouth. <laughs> I made a I made a cocktail no, just we, for we him. Love no, him. like this is he was like a good kick in the mouth. Like drinking a double shot espresso ice cube kick in the mouth. 
No, yeah. That sounds good. Go listen to Stand Atlantic Fear, everybody. This is actually one of my favorite records of the year, and we are so happy to have y'all here. Thank you guys for having us. I wish we could uh, drink the drinks in person, but we'll have to do it later. February, yes. come back. Maybe we'll you save can grant, them for you. We'll maybe just, you we'll can tease some of those songs that got left out of the album next time you're here. Mm. Who knows? Maybe. 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 Or maybe we'll just that have we new can. stuff out. Yeah, maybe. how about that? Also, like maybe. that. We yeah, like that. <laughs> Scary. Well, Bonnie and Mickey, thank you once again for coming out. This has been so great. Thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can directly donate to the pod. Eventually, we're going to replace that with a Patreon because like, I hear that that's what people do now. And plus, you get to hear all of the outtakes from this episode once that Patreon is up. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by the band New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. Feet picks. Cheers. Mickey keeps saying feet picks, man. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.